where Sunderland lives. All summer. Welcome to Anything Funny. It's all about the comedy scene in the northeast of England with her Kate Murphy. And her Peff Soulsby. Yes, welcome to your 20th episode of Anything Funny, where Gateshead Comedy Festival Jestival is in full swing, just as the acrobatic performers of Circus Central will be this very Sunday in the Jestival tent. And you and three family members, family members could be going to see them on this very day for free if you're in our competition. More details of this are on the way. That's right, and later on we will be speaking to Karen. Tapman, who's the co-producer of Circus Spectacular Arthur's Odyssey, and also hearing a little bit from Jestival performer Sammy Dobson. We've also got our hashtag Giggle Guide, which is our rundown of the hottest comedy gigs right on your doorstep. All that to come, but first, a little tune here on Spark, where Sunderland lives. So this week I met up with a man called Karen Tatman, who is the co-producer of Arthur's Odyssey, the massive circus show that is coming to Jestful this Sunday, the 30th of July, at noon. It's going to be in the tent. Now, Karen Tatman is, has, of course, been working with Robin Hambrook uh, to, put, to put on this, this circus show. Uh, everything more that you need to know about it is all in this interview coming up. But uh, if you want to hear more from Robin Hambrook on the art of clowning, then you can, and how to get involved with Circus Central, then you can flick back to episode seven right after you've listened to this and hear more about that from her. But first, here's Karen Tapman. I'm here with Karen Tapman, the co-producer of the new Circus Central show to hit Jestival, which is called Arthur's Odyssey. So, what is a, a basic outline of the story? So Arthur's Odyssey is a mixture between Northeast heritage and a reimagining of Homer's Odyssey. So Arthur Fennec was um, a Northeast-based uh, circus fanatic, um, and he uh, is kind of like a grandfather to the circus community here in the Northeast. Um, and Circus Central done a lot of research on his archives and everything like that. Um, and we basically wanted to put the findings that we found from the research we did on him into a brand new contemporary show. Um, so it follows Arthur um, in a department store because he was also linked to Phoenix, um, so he was within that family. And he goes through the department store um, and meets characters that are based on uh, the characters of the Odyssey. So it's a real mixture of these two worlds um, in like a northeast but also ancient contemporary circus show that, you'll, ne- you'll never find another show like that I've never yeah. heard anything like that before yeah. so this is completely devised this show yeah completely devised but based on the research that we found in the archives who else has been a part of it you uh, you are co-producer so what has that involved for you have you had like bits and pieces to do with oh writing a little bit here or you do this you do that so I've had the really interesting job of sorting out things like music licensing. <laughs> um, so no, I haven't been involved in the creative process this time round. I um, have in the past in other circus shows. Um, but no, this has all been on Robin Hambrook's shoulders this time. Um, and she's done a fantastic job with the North East cast, uh, which is made up of emerging 
artists, dancers, circus, uh, performers and puppeteers from the North East. So what, ca what can we expect from the show? Is, there, is it all circus and, and movement? Is the story all told through that? Or is there some, is maybe some acting in there as well? Is there what trying to paint the picture in my mind? No, so it is, it is heavily uh, movement, physical theatre and circus based. However, there is um, yeah, there's a lot of acting. Um, it's got a script, it's not just silent. Um, there's music, there's puppetry. Uh, obviously circus tricks, um, so yeah, it's a real like mesh across disciplinary art forms. Have Fenix been in touch with you about getting involved with The Window at some point? We, we did actually get in contact with Fenix. Um, Fenix Christmas Window, that is. Yeah. <laughs> we, want, we wanted to um, do a, a showing of it actually in Fenix um, because there's a circus down south called Giffa's Circus who does it in Selfridges on Oxford Street in London. So we kind of wanted to recreate that up here in the northeast, but unfortunately um, they just didn't have room in their calendar. Yeah. Oh, I thought us. you were going to say room behind the glass. <laughs> well, there wasn't room either for things like juggling or acrobatics, yeah. but yeah, just, just there wasn't... They just bounced back off the window yeah, and them in the face. Yeah, exactly. So um, I have, have recently been inside the, the Spiegel tent in which all the the acts are all performances are taking place in Jessaville this year. It's it's gorgeous. Like for anyone who hasn't seen it, big, beautiful, old timey, huge velvet ceiling. Are people gonna are people gonna come down from that ceiling? Are people gonna do tricks all the way up in that ceiling? So yeah, we do have aerial rigging. Um, so we've got a couple of aerialists doing silk and hoop acts, um, and we've got a special. Um, rigging system um, set up so it's actually kind of like a pulley um, which isn't rarely seen um, so um, on one side you have people actually pulling people up as they do and tricks and the audience in the can air. see them doing that yeah yes yeah, so it's all done in full view so they can actually see how it works oh. it works in like the circus rigging so that would be so interesting for the children to see as well mm. so um the the other show that Circus Central put on as part of Jestival was Alice in Wonderland. Can you tell us a bit about that as well? Yes, yeah, so that one wasn't actually part of Jestival. Oh, right. Um, but it was... It, was it was, it was Festival? It was um, part of... Um, what was it part of? They're doing it at Holy Island Festival, actually. Right. Um, but it was made at the same time as Arthur's Odyssey. They're kind of made in conjunction, whereas Arthur's Odyssey is with local emerging artists whereas Alice in Wonderland was with the Five Ring Youth Circus so it's a younger cast um, but that won't be adjustable but it has had some showings around the North East I think they've got some more coming up as well. What kind of response did you get to Alice in Wonderland? Um, yeah it had a really positive response um, like because um, although it's a young cast they're very talented um, circus performers um, and it had professional costumes professional like Tech, tech as well so it was like a, a proper show um, and yeah it received really really positive reviews from the audience we'll be hearing more from arthur's odyssey co-producer karen tapman later in the show but first an exciting development at anything funny towers kate what's happening if you would like to be if you and three family members would like to be in with a chance of winning a family pass to go and see arthur's odyssey at Jestival this sunday a family pass worth 20 pounds then all you need to do is retweet the tweet that we're gonna tweet out very soon uh, at anything funny is how you follow us uh, and how you find that tweet and uh, do it do it and you might be the winner as as the lotto slogan used to say it, it could, could be, be you, you. 
You just need to retweet the tweet. So remember that is at N-E thing funny. It's trapezy as that. Oh, you've been saving that one up. Yeah, just now. It just came to me. So uh, we'll be having more from Karen and also a little bit of a teaser for our Sammy Dobson interview as well. She's fantastic. Remember, our giggle guide is coming up at just half past the hour as well. But first, here's Zane with a little bit of pillow talk. You're listening to Anything Funny. It's all about comedy in the northeast of England with her, Kate Murphy. And her, Pev Salisbury. Now, Kate had a little chat with Sammy Dobson this week. Tell us about that. Well, it we met up for a quick interview and it ended up lasting an hour and ten minutes. We covered everything from women talking about dirty things in comedy to uh, going right back to the beginning and all the way through Sammy's childhood and growing up and where her obsessive compulsive disorder came from mm. um, to a relationship with her parents um, to the car accident that she was involved oh, in yes. can't thank Sammy enough for being brave enough and honest enough and and just willing enough to to sit there and, and talk to me and describe uh, which I, I, it's not like I sat, sat her down and said, this is what we want from you, this is what we're asking you to do, but she, of her own accord, described moment by moment what it was like going through that car accident mm-hmm. and and waking up in the car after the crash and going, really felt like I was there with her as she described it and wow. told the story to me and, okay, so this is what happened, this was the position I was in, this is what was running through my mind, this is, the man came over and I had, I was t- calmly explaining to my mum on the phone, passed the phone over to the man, drifted out of consciousness, wow. <laughs> just as I said goodbye to my mum, but I'm fine, but I'm stuck in Carlisle, won't be coming home tonight. Um, and to the therapy that she's gone through for post-traumatic stress mm. disorder for that incident and 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 so much more. Um, so first of all, thank you to Sammy Dobson, not just for meeting up with me, but for for talking to me and, and sharing so all much. of that with, with me, yeah. yeah, and with you, with the listeners. Exactly, and because we've, we've got so much wonderful stuff from Sammy, rather than cut it down into just a couple of minutes of snippets and lose all of that, we're going to keep most of it for a future show. Uh, but we do have a little bit coming up from Sammy later because she is doing a gig at Jestival this weekend. So we'll find out more about that in just a few minutes. But here, if you're not familiar with Sammy, what we have here is just a little snippet to give you an idea of uh, what it's like to be in her As presence. As a performer at the Fringe is so structured around your show, you become so egocentric for that month. All that matters is that the hour before, flyer and or however long you do before, the hour of your show... And then the little bit after where you're either celebrating or miserable. And it, the, your entire world... It's either one or the other, oh, isn't it? Yes, it's and never sadly, in the middle. you'll often find me in small boutiques buying sequin trousers <laughs> to try and cheer myself up. Um, that literally happened last year. The year before, uh, teddy bear's head. Um, <laughs> Just the head. Everyone copes differently. Yes, it was only £16. Um, that's how I cope. But you become so self-centred and so obsessed about that one thing that the rest of the world starts, starts to melt away anyway, so... Your day starts when the show is. So that was the wonderful Sammy Dobson there, and we will have more from her coming up later in the show. Now, Kate, have you noticed there's been a bit of a theme in my travels recently that every time I have a train journey, something goes terribly wrong and uh, the people around me infuriate me? Right, what's happening now? I don't know if it's just because I'm antisocial, but this is something I've noticed. Right, so I went to Birmingham at the weekend 
lovely place. Never been there before. It actually was uh, nicer than I thought it would be from from what I'd heard. Lovely city. It's, it's no city of culture 2021. That's very true, I'll tell you actually. That. <laughs> but they do have a big shopping centre that rivals the metro centre in bigness. There we go. Uh, so I was on the train down and as we got through York, suddenly lots of annoying drunk people got on and I was thinking, this is exactly what happened last time I was on a train that went through York. And I was sort of joking like, oh, all the annoying people get on at York, all the drunk people. Then as I was coming home, uh, we got stopped by the ticket inspector and he went, oh, do you want an upgrade? I was like, brilliant, yeah. So he moved us up to first class and he said, yeah, it's because it's the races today, so all, all the race people are going to get on at York, so I'd rather they didn't get into the first class carriage because there's that's empty. And I was like, again, York? So again, we went through York and it was just full of, you know, drunk men in shiny suits and people who dressed up for their races and they were just like singing and chanting and every time the doors open, the doors at the end of the vestibule opened, that's a good word, you just get like, the, sh- the drunken chants coming down the carriage. They oh carry, don't God. they? Drunken chants. They really do. And someone brought a bulldog on as well, which is actually quite nice because I made friends with the dog. I took photos and made a little friend. Well, there you go. But that was a bit of a weird thing. But... And then the people next to them had rats. What? what? <laughs> yeah, they had like a, a carrier full of rats. Yes! <laughs> Pet rats. Pigeons without wings. Mm, pet rats and a bulldog and lots of drunk people. And I was just, you know, so tired and just wanted to go home. Are you sure you went in Gateshead? Why? Is it full of rats there? <laughs> it's Actually, the kind of thing you'd find on Gateshead Metro. Gateshead Metro, I have seen rats running around there. There you go. And I, I remember the first time this woman looked over from the other side of the road. She was like, eh, did you see that long tail? <laughs> well, there's different kinds of rats. <laughs> Apparently. And I was like, it must be the local slang term for rats. Now, we are running our very first competition here on Anything Funny, and the prize is not a trip to Birmingham. It's not a box Thank of rats. Goodness. It is, in fact... It is a free pass to take you and three other family members, friends, any children that you're related to or know or get on with. Take them with you, because this is a this is a family show. This is a show for kids as well as it is for adults. As we've been hearing from co-producer of Arthur's Odyssey, Karen Tapman, on today's show. And all you need to do to be within, within, in with a chance of winning is retweet a tweet that we've put out, which is on our Twitter now. We are at N-E thing funny, no dots, uh, just couple of e, a couple of N, couple of E thing funny. Full details for the, of the competition can be found on www.sparksunderland.com. Give us a retweet and maybe you'll get a, a free pass in return to go and see the show. When's the closing date of the competition? The closing date is this Friday, so that's Friday the 28th of July. And what time? 5pm. Okay, so get your retweets in. Everyone is retweeted before 5pm on Friday is in with a chance of being randomly selected by our random selector machine. To find out more about that show, though, we have here Karen Tapman tell us all about Arthur's Odyssey and the fun things you can get up to with circus. What would you do to to rope families in to come in and see in this show? I mean, for a start, the ticket prices. Um, I mean, what kind of what kind of um, offer is on that? Is that something like four tickets for £20 that you've got on? Yeah, that's right. So tickets are £6 for adults. Um, they're just buying a standard ticket. But we are offering £20 tickets for families, and that's either two adults and two children or one adult and three children. Um, so yeah, we're just trying to make it a little bit more accessible to families. 
Um, also there's lots of family um, activities at Circus Central. Um, so we do um, circus workshops seven days a week for children and adults of all ages. Um, so there's really a lot to get involved in. So coming to the show will give you a taster of what you can do in your own city um, within circus arts. Do they get to go on the silk and the hoops? Uh, I can't promise that, but at Circus Central you can do that, and that's from three ages three upwards. You can have a go on the aerial. Um, so yeah, that's only over crossing Shieldfield. So um, what what kinds of things can the children do in these workshops? What do they learn how to do? Everything from aerial hoop, aerial silks, to tight wire, um, acrobatics, um, juggling, manipulation, like. The whole spectrum, yeah, object manipulation, object. so everything from juggling but also to contact juggling with the glass ball um, or devil stick oh, or dab yes, blow, yeah, but also clowning and performance, so general drama, physical theatre skills, so there's a full range, um, and yeah, it's seven days a week. Now, Karen and I actually met through clowning classes that were held at Circus Central and taught by Robin Hambrook, among many others. What... How would you, will you be taking part in these workshops? Will you be overseeing the children in these? I, I don't personally, I'm a musician um, and I've been involved in Circus Central um, as a funder and administrator. Um, but Robin has participated in uh, circus workshops and specifically clowning, but also within juggling and a bit of tight wire as well. Um, but yeah, we've got a full range of teachers that are specialising in these different subjects. Some of them international um, uh, artists. Um, we've got a, a family of acrobats called Former Fortis from Germany and they're like, very well known on the international scene. Um, so yeah, a real range of teachers. So how did you first get involved with Circus Central? Was it the clowning? That, that's how you got in and started helping with production or was it somewhere else that you started? No, it was, um, it was for an EU funded course um, on circus music which was held here at Circus Central. Um, and my one of my best friends, the co who's the costume designer for Circus Central, like enticed me to come along. So I spent a week. It was kind of clowning as well, like dressing up and uh, learning about circus music. And then after that, approaching the admin team for work, begging. <laughs> so what are the what are some of the challenges that you've faced putting on such a big show like this as part of a festival? Um, I think one of the biggest challenges was the space um, because we have done shows um, locally in places such as the Mining Institute. Um, so we did House of Light and the Vampire Rabbit last year. Um, and obviously that space is much, much bigger. It's got lots of different rooms. The height is much, you've got much more uh, accessible places in there. Whereas for Arthur's Odyssey, we wanted to do it in the circus tent. Um, so Circus Central's partner company Let Circus owns a circus tent but it's a very small big top so the actual space itself especially for things like acrobatics and aerial is actually quite confined um, so working out a show with quite a big cast in that space was quite a challenge um, but I think Robin's done an excellent job on working that out. And uh, I've, I'm assuming you've seen the finished finish product, how is it looking now? Yeah it's looking brilliant, um, I saw it at the um, Circus Central spring cabaret I think and that was just like an R&D of the show um, but now it's got all the costumes and the lighting and the set um, and they've, they've added in some puppetry elements and things like that um, yeah it's really come together. What kind of puppets, what are the puppets doing if this is about a department store are they, are they putting shoes in boxes, are they stacking shelves? Uh, they're quite contemporary puppets, so they're made out of um, 
almost like parts of the set, so like bits of paper which are like morphed into faces and little creatures, um, and they're just they're, they're more from the world of the Odyssey. Um, so like a bit, uh, trying to bring in that ethereal quality, mythical quality. So after after Arthur's Odyssey has a storming success on Sunday, the 30th of July at Jessaville, what else have Circus Central got coming up? Uh, so Circus Central. Um, just about to hit their summer holidays um, however uh, the partner company or at least it used to be the partner company Let Circus are hosting Circus in a Field uh, which is the UK's biggest circus festival um, in Northumberland over 10 days um, and that involves an acrobatics uh, intensive as well as a circus intensive but also a festival in a day for the public and also kids workshops across four days um, and that's going to be a really special event in Guy's Ants in Northumberland um, and that's at the end of August to the beginning of September. Um, so yeah, have a look at that online, sexinafield.co.uk. If you could sum up the show Arthur's Odyssey in three words, what would those three words be? Um, sparkly, clowny, beautiful madness. That was four words, <laughs> but sorry. That's fine, right. we'll allow it. So is this, I'm working out how it is in my head, so is this like in the round theatre or do people need to sit down to come and watch it or no it's um well at least in the magpie tent which is the locally owned tent um it's in traverse so three sides um, oh, right. uh, i'm not entirely sure how it's going to work in the spiegel tent yet because i haven't quite worked out the staging but um yeah at the moment it's blocked for traverse staging um but it could possibly work in the round but the set would make that quite difficult are there going to be people performing like right above the audience's heads, like in Peter Pan? Not above the audience's heads, unfortunately, because of health and safety. Yeah, a lot of forms, and we don't have the infrastructure like Cirque du Soleil, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, on the stage, they'll be forming in the air. Safe, sparkly, magical, madness fun. Exactly. Is there anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, so, as well as at Jesterville, Arthur's Odyssey will be at uh, Stockton International Riverside Festival. Um, on Sunday the 6th of August and that's two showings, 2pm to 3pm and 5pm to 6pm and you can get tickets for them on the day um, from Surf Central Box Office um, so if you can't get to Jesterville then do make sure you get down to Stockton to see the show there as well as an amazing programme of international outdoor acts Where local music lives right now Spark Spark The sound of summer Where Sunderland lives Frankie and the Heartstrings there with Hunger, your local music track for this hour. And Frankie and the Heartstrings were, of course, at uh, Summer Streets Festival. Uh, not this weekend just gone, but the weekend before. They headlined it and did a very good job as well. So do you remember our guest on our last show, or our interviewee, Ian Lee? And yes. he came up to do his podcast recording at the Stan Newcastle. I remember. And he did a live radio show from a listener's house in uh, Morpeth. Uh, just the, the Friday before the show um, and when he was looking for venues up here one of the places recommended was Pop Rex in Sunderland 
and um, he has because Ian Lee has a regular caller on his show who's from the northeast, and his nickname is Cleo. And he was saying like, oh yeah, Pop Rex, yeah, it's run by the guy from Frankie and the Heartstrings. And Ian Lee was scoffing and going, Frankie and the Heartstrings, what's that? Who are they? No one's ever heard of them. And Cleo was like, yeah, they're quite famous. Like lots of people, no, no one's ever heard of Frankie and the Heartstrings. And I was sitting there thinking like, I've heard of Frankie and the Heartstrings. How dare you? It would have been good if he'd come and done the show from Pop Rex though. I actually emailed him and said that he could do it from the Spark Studios, but he did not take me up on that one. (laughs) And I would have let him do it from my house, but we didn't have Wi-Fi at the time. We've just got our broadband reconnected, which is, you know, an amazing moment in anyone's life. Yes, now that the... uh now that the the housemate <laughs> who took it away from you has gone, it's now back. Yes, but as is your sense of well being. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a new beginning. It's a new start. <laughs> new modem. New new fiber new modem, connection. New me. <laughs> new haircut, as you said. Actually, yeah, chopped all my hair off. Okay. Uh, well, it's gone half past, and that means it is time for. Yes, that's right. It is time for our hashtag giggle guide, letting you know all about the things happening on your very doorstep, the comedy nights that you can have in our very own region of the northeast of England. Tonight, Lee Kyle and Gavin Webster's fringe preview double bill is at the stand in Newcastle. Come and see how being an idiot is done on in Lee's show, Somewhat Adorable Man Baby. And come and see a white man from Gateshead wrangling with political correctness in Gavin's It's About Time We Had More Women In There before both shows head for Edinburgh. Then tomorrow night, Lee and Gavin are back. Did you miss them? They're at the stand with none other than the football show, which this month features guests Ron McGarry, Bernie Slavin, and Game of Thrones's Ben Crompton Ooh. for pies, bovril, raffle, scratch card prizes, and great football in satire. On the same night, if you don't fancy going to the stand again, you can go to Long Live Comedy at the Dog and Parrot in Newcastle where the Edinburgh previews keep on coming. This week, it's Rahul Kohli and Daniel Triscott with their fringe previews and with free entry and free donuts. Or on the same night, if you live in a little bit further away from Newcastle, there's the Darlington Forum, which is hosting some work-in-progress shows from Spencer Jones and Lloyd Griffith. Then the next night, Wednesday the 26th, is the regular Red Raw show at The Stand. That's a host of new and -and up-and-coming comedians, and sometimes some special big names pop in to surprise the crowd and try out their new material as well. And it is, of course... Edinburgh season, so a lot of that's going on around these parts. Kevin Bridges was there last month. He was, indeed, and tickets for Dylan Moran's work in progress show has just been announced. Um, and have just sold out. <laughs> God, well, there you go. Just keep in touch with the stand, because people who say, oh, actually, I can't make that day, they'll they'll let you, they'll let you know if there's more tickets available, and as they become available. But sign up for their newsletter and become a member, and then you'll find out as soon as those rare tickets do go on sale. Uh, on Thursday the 27th, there's an improv comedy night, which is for one night only. And that's because it's completely made up on the spot and it will never, ever happen again. It's the purest form of art there is. That's at the Bridge Hotel uh, down on the Tyne near the High Level Bridge, Newcastle. And our very own Kate is going to be taking the stage. It's brought to you by the cast of the Suggestibles School of Improv. If you want to get involved with them, you can head back to previous shows, um, namely... 
episode oh what i've tried to think of an episode where we haven't spoken about improv <laughs> good point um on episode uh oh, i don't know if i had a different name at that point well they, they were formerly improvisation foundation just google school of improv the yeah. suggestible school of improv and you'll find it and you can sign up for classes and come and see shows it's all there online on Saturday the 29th, uh, this Saturday, Carl Halbert, who has been on a number of previous shows, and Hal Branson, who has been on previous shows of ours as well, are both adjustable for the daytime comedy. The former, Carl, with the all-singing and all-imitating show Mission Impressionable, and the latter with You Can Call Me Hal. Both shows are at the absolute steal of £5, and uh, both are Edinburgh preview shows. We're going to go and see that, aren't we? Yes, we're going to go and see. we're going to see as many as we can fit in. Fantastic. Um, also on the same day, Carl Hutchinson and Sean Patton are at Funny Way to Be from 8pm for the final Edinburgh preview season show. Uh, now, Sean Patton has been described as a young Jim Belushi. He's featured on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon and he's bringing you his show Number One, which is a story about heartbreak, natural disasters, and it celebrates the one thing that unites us all human flaws. And if you missed him at the stand earlier this month, you're in luck. Your second dose of new material on this night comes from Magna's Pub Comedian of the Year and the winner of the Beat the Frog World Series competition, South Shields comic Carl Hutchinson. Having supported Chris Ramsey on his sellout tours and having appeared at the Leeds Metro Arena as well as the w- with the WWE legend Mick Foley, Carl is back with his new show The Fixer, which sees him hilariously squaring off against life's petty annoyances. And if you heard me complaining about the trains earlier, then you'll know that petty annoyances are my thing. Now, originally on this lineup was the Norwegian comic Daniel Simonson, but duties from his native have called, so Sean's stepping in, and very welcome he will be as well. Funny way to be promoter Peter Dixon, who has appeared on a couple of Anything Funnies as well, has said, We were sorry that Daniel could not make the show, but we're thrilled to learn that top USA comic Sean Patton was willing to make us part of his preparations prior to playing the prestigious Pleasance Courtyard at the Edinburgh Festival. Sean and Carl will definitely deliver the laughs, and we can't wait to welcome them to Barnard Castle. So that's this Saturday, the 29th of July, at the Witham Arts Centre, Barnard Castle, £10 for advance tickets, which you can get from funnywaytobe.com, or it's £12 on the door, 16+. plus. Now, on Sunday, we've got Arthur's Odyssey, and we've been speaking... Isn't it possible to win some sort of free pass for that? Well, yeah, I was going to say, actually. Like, I mean, you could buy a ticket, or you could you win... You could a... spend £20 yeah, you if, you're, if you're some kind of clown. Well, it's good value for money, as it stands. £5 per person, have a family day out. But you could get it for free. Why not? Why not try and get it for free? With a retweet, and no more than that. Yes, go to at anything funny on uh, Twitter and retweet the tweet what we have tweeted, and you could be in with a chance to see Arthur's Odyssey for free at twelve noon as part of Jestival. And full terms and conditions are on SparkSunderland.com. But there are of course other shows happening that day for Jestival. Lauren Patterson's long, long-awaited fringe preview, long-awaited by me especially, of Lady Muck, is finally going to come to the stand on this day. So that starts at 5.30 at the stand, Lauren Patterson, Geordie comedian who went to Northumbria University just a couple of years ahead of me. She did. Didn't she try and set up the Comedy Society there or she tried to get it off the ground or she was the only member or something like that? The same. There was an improv society that was tried out as well, but it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to get people involved, but... She's but doing look, well for herself, look how yeah. it grows when you just keep at it, and there's plenty, plenty of live comedy fans, as you all have shown in the northeast, and of banding course, together to make Sammy, it happen. Sammy Dobson is at Jestival with Listless a few hours after Lauren gets off stage. That's at ten fifteen p.m. At Jestival, uh, 
Kate did speak to Sammy about this show and she'll be telling us all about it just in a few minutes after we finish this gig guide. So keep your pants on, just hold, hold steady. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Well, Nelly there, first of all, uh, Wednesday the 2nd of August is when uh, this month's Spontaneous Rex show comes to the Bridge Hotel, as it is every first Wednesday of every month. This week, this month's show is Spontaneous Rex and the Chamber of Improv, Harry Potter-themed show, but don't worry if you haven't seen or read Harry Potter. There's, it's just a few little clever games around the theme of magic and wizards. You don't need to get the references to see it. Spontaneous Rex are also at the Fringe from the 13th to the 27th of August, and they have kids' show Spontaneous Rex picture this each morning from 10am uh, on 10am from the 16th uh, normal shows are at 1.15pm every day and I'll be joining them on the 17th and 18th at the Fringe what? for the kids shows? yes oh and you love your kids comedy yes as you all know if you listen to episode 4 about kids comedy oh that was a good one so uh, on the same day that's Wednesday the 2nd of August Steve Sanyask Sa- Shan- <laughs> Steve Shanyaski is uh, going to be at the Turbinia in the Newton A Cliff. He's been described by Jason Manford as one of one of Jason Manford's favourite comedians. Oh, not one of your favourite comedians. One of Jason. Manford. One of Jason Manford's favourite comedians. Um, he's going to be joined by Joe Bromhead and Sam Avery. That's the Turbinia at Newton A Cliff for the Hilarity Bites Comedy Club. The next night on Thursday, we've got. I just the the theming of this Marcus Birdman and Dan Nightingale. I can't get over it. Doing doing a can, I can't think of a good bird pun. Flapping their way to the stand, cracking open the egg of comedy, digging their humorous beaks in to make you laugh. Something like that. There's a pun in there somewhere. <laughs> That's your that's your uh, job more than mine. But yeah, so Birdman and Nightingale, crime fighting duo, will be at Newcastle Stand on Thursday, the third of August. Saturday, the fifth of August, as is on the first Saturday of every month, the Suggestibles are back at the Cumberland Arms with their two-hour improv comedy joyride. You supply the suggestions, they supply the laughs. Uh, go and see them. They've been going for fifteen years now, so they're they're pretty darn good at it. They've worked out. They've like polished all the edges they crossed the t's they've dotted the i's they know what they're doing they still manage to mess up though which is hilarious which is an important part of improv as you'll learn from episode 14 failure Failure of episode 14 of anything funny what else have we got going on well there more there is more on the same night saturday the 5th of august down in darlow the music center uh features paul f taylor susan murray and danny deegan that's another hilarity bites comedy club and then that will be running again on sunday the 6th of august they will be at hartlepool 177 again for hilarity bites comedy club and that was this week's giggle guide Ooh, I need to put my feet up after that. So we're going to have a tune and then we'll be hearing from Sammy Dobson all about her show, Listless, which, as we mentioned, if you were paying attention, is at Jestival this weekend. So, Sammy Dobson is an actor and comedian, an actor who has appeared in Biker Grove and I, Daniel Blake. Heard of that? She's been in both those. She's also a comedian. Um, she it was at The Fringe in 2015 and 2016, and this year she's got a brand new show called Listless, which she'll be retu- returning The Fringe with next year when she's got uh, when it's all polished and all sorted. But you can see the work in progress show of Listless this Sunday. 30th of July, as we mentioned in the Google Guide, and here is Sammy talking more about it. So I'm here with Sammy Dobson, uh, actor and comedian. 
Um, first of all, to talk about Listless, your show that's on a Jestival yes. this year, Sunday 30th of July. So tell us about Listless. Well, um, it's soon, that's for sure. So Listless was basically the show I did at Edinburgh last year. But last year I did half an hour and this year's an hour. So what I'm sort of doing is last year's show and next year's show and they're meeting in the middle. Because I'm not going to Edinburgh this year. Why not? Well, we, we, me and Hal, who I know you've met, lovely Hal, me and Hal applied for this year and we got given a room and a time that we, neither that we really would have chosen, I suppose. He's just had a baby. Um, I, I'm a bit sort of anxious about being in that part of Edinburgh alone at midnight, which is sure. when the show would finish when people are drinking and when I've spoken about the stuff that I speak about on stage, which is a bit close to the bone. So I don't think it just sort of suited either of us particularly well. And yeah. we thought, well, you've just had a baby. I could do with a year off. Let's... Sort of put it on the back burner and then both go next year with a full one hour and do it properly. So I think that's the plan at the minute. Listless. It's 16 plus and the content is your your romantic relationships, your romantic failings. Mostly the failings, yeah. It was, um, in, in brief, I lost a list that I had kept, I suppose in order to feel a bit better about everything if, if I kept a list about everyone and every person then nobody could accuse me of sluttish behavior if you go well I know everyone and I remember the names and I know exactly and then once you lose the list you actually realize you don't remember and then you have to spend a long time putting it back together feeling quite bad about going oh my god I, I know the number but I'm missing nine people and I don't remember any of them <laughs> So it's, it was really interesting for me in my real life trying to piece it back together and going, oh God, I searching desperately through Facebook asking friends, you were around this time, can you remember people? Um, and it was a really stressful thing, but it was around the time that I was trying to write that Edinburgh show and I thought, actually, my misery is quite funny to other people because I was saying, oh yeah, I remember this lad, he did this, or this happened and they were like, oh my God. And I was like, yeah, none of it's positive. So you start telling other people these stories and they were like, this is ridiculous. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to... I'm just going to have to put this on stage, aren't I? So all of it's real. There's only one story in the entire show that isn't mine. It's a friend's. Um, and I love it. And it was about an ex person. <laughs> and I loved that story so much. I was like, can I please use it? And she went, oh, what if he realises it's him? I was like, I promise you, I'll change enough about it for no one to ever be able to recognise themselves out of this story. But I must use it because it's so funny. So that's the only one that isn't me. So the li- does this list go back to the the very beginning, the first the first ever person that you were ever with? Yes. I listened to your your episode with uh, Let's Talk oh, with Carl Halbert. Yes. Uh, and you mentioned that you you said I can count the count on my hand the number of times I've been embarrassed in my life. Yes. And you talked about how important shamelessness yes. is in comedy. So what a perfect subject for for a personality trait like that. So how long have you been? happily discussing that part of your life oh as soon as it happened i mean the minute i would walk out of a room where something awful had just happened <laughs> i'd have to find someone to go oh my god you won't believe what just went on in there I, I really for me as much as i love different elements of comedy that aren't like that and i love the silliness of someone like seymour mace or uh, or jason Byrne, or the the beautiful thought and intricacy behind someone like daniel kitson i i've always found rudeness funny I've always, I mean, my dad gave us a stack of his old Viz magazines when I was about 10 years old. And I always found the, the sort of, the joy in rude, I mean, obviously when you're a child, it's all the, the 
farting. That's hilarious. There's nothing funnier than that. But as you got a bit older and understand what they meant, how funny and rude it was, and then stupid names for rude things, and I've always really reveled in in rudeness. And and even like I I will still hold dear the Carry On films, no matter how many, how much people slate them. That sort of cheeky rudeness and seaside humour, and I love all that. That's great. So there's nothing funnier for me than trying to get people to laugh at really silly funny things that happen in those situations where immediately everyone becomes embarrassed. That was Kate speaking to Sammy Dobson there and you have been listening to the 20th episode of Anything Funny on Spark where Sunderland lives and powered by the University of Sunderland. You'll be hearing much more from Sammy Dobson in 21st and 22nd episodes and future episodes of Anything Funny because we we spoke about so much and uh, continued the mental health theme. We've had a sort of a mental health season with the with the stand-up comics here on Anything Funny recently and and it turns out a lot of comedians have a lot to share about mental health issues so we'll hear from Sammy in the next episode as well. Yeah and it has been such an interesting and rich topic for discussion it's definitely something that we want to pursue further so make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts because who knows what audio delights we'll be bringing your way soon. Uh, Yes search for anything funny on Apple Podcasts or uh, Acast or any other podcatcher we're on Feedburner we're syndicated to all of them all of them podcasty thingies just search for us uh we're also on twitter at anything funny tweet us let us know if you enjoyed the shows let us know if there are any local comedians that you would love us to talk to let us know if you are a local comedian and you want to chat to us because we would love to pick your brains and if you want to go and see Arthur's Odyssey for free on Sunday the 30th of July that's this Sunday just retweet the tweet about it and you could be in with a chance of winning that's right so the closing date was Friday at 5pm get retweeting and remember all terms and conditions are on sparksunderland.com website if you want to read the small print she's been Pev Soulsby she's been Kate Murphy and this has been Anything Funny thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time N-P-I-N-U-N-Y